No ketchup. No ketchup. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick with me. Yeah. Friday, man. Got to jump. We're going to try to start jumping on Tuesday, Friday. We got to start giving y'all some more love. We got a lot to talk about. There's too many sports on. White Sox clinching playoff berths. Hold on. Hold on. Say it again. I said White Sox clinching playoff berths. Y'all see uh, it. Y'all see, y'all, see it on, <laughs> y'all see it on the ticker, man. Anderson and Brady 2020. Y'all, you know how we rocking, man. You know, I've been, I've been quiet. I'm not here to give you all the White Sox analysis <laughs> or nothing like that. But I've been watching. I've been paying attention. I've been cheering all my boys. And uh, yeah, man, it just this, this is great. Shout out to the boys. Yeah, they look good. They look, uh, yeah, mean, they look good, yeah. Yo, they, <laughs> they, look, they look more than good. Like, they yeah, are an issue. Smacking people around left and right, yeah. Yeah, they are an issue. Um, we're going to talk the Eastern Conference Finals. Heat go up 2-0 last night. The Celtics blow another double-digit, big double-digit lead. Um, and the Heat don't don't blink. And they, they fold it out. Uh, they're up 2-0. We're going to talk about that. I got some takes on that, man. I got a, I got some money on Boston, so I, I'm a little perturbed. Your boy never listened. He never listened to me, man. Hey, it's like, it's like the more I tell you, the less he listened. Trying uh, to tell you about, I've been telling you about Miami for a while. <laughs> Do you? Well, we gonna get into it before? No, I don't. I don't. I already know what you're oh, gonna yeah, ask. But it doesn't go. matter. I'm yeah. not going on the other anyway, side. I had anyway. a fun last series. We're good. Anyway, 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 anyway. So yeah, we're gonna talk about the Eastern Conference Finals. Lakers Nuggets tip tonight. Are we underestimating the Nuggets? Are we kind of writing them off? Like, yeah, it was a good little run, but here come LeBron, and this shit is this shit is over in four or five. Uh, we'll talk about that. NFL Week Two: Burrow Mayfield last night, one of the more entertaining Thursday night games I can remember in a while. It was uh, there was at least stuff to watch. There was some there was talent on the field to key in on Burrow being one of them, Mayfield being one of them. I want to talk about where you're at with Mayfield, the hot seat, quote unquote. Um, we'll talk about that. Best bets. We got NFL week two. We're gonna preview that. So we gotta have some bets bets going into the weekend. We'll give those to y'all, try to make y'all some money. Let's get it rocking. Big Nick the quick. What's going on? Man, you know, just chilling over here, man, enjoying these White Sox. And now you enjoying the White Sox, huh? <laughs> nah. Man, um, now you enjoying the White Sox. Yeah, yeah. Again, man, like I said, I'm never going to come on here and give you all the an- analysis or anything like that, but uh, great to see. Nah, man, great. It was great yesterday, last night, man. We had NBA playoffs. We had uh, we had some, uh, some NFL. It was weird Wednesday. Wednesday, there was nothing, man. No NBA playoffs, no NFL games. It was like the first time in a minute. Yeah, um, that there wasn't too much going on, but we did have Sox twins, so I got a chance to watch that because obviously there's been a lot else going on, so I haven't had as much uh, time to watch everything. So it was good to kind of settle in on Wednesday, watch a little bit about that, but then last night, right back to it, man. Yeah, it was great. I yo, I don't know about you, bro, but I swear I checked it the other day, and we were supposed to get a double header last night in the NBA. Did they move the game? Yeah, no? I think that, I'd have no idea, but I thought that they normally only give one day between the series and they gave these guys two. Well, they were maybe, talk- maybe they just saw the Nuggets play in their 10th seven game series. And they're like, man, we see give Jamal an extra day. <laughs> it was funny. Cause my guys like, yo, why aren't they staggering the games? Like it should be a game every night. And then we looked at the schedule and it was staggered. Yeah. But I saw, oh, man, I swear it was, two games on, on Thursday night, and then it was going to be two games Saturday. But They probably didn't want to miss that Friday spot, though. There's nothing tonight, so you, you own you own Friday completely instead of sharing that Lakers game with that uh, Thursday night game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that could definitely be one of them. Let's, uh, let's jump into it. Do you want to talk NBA or you want to talk NFL first? Let's go with the NBA, man. Let's go, you want to go NBA? I feel like like you're itching to, to get these NBA takes uh, off. I knew you was gonna say NBA, but I, I felt like I wanted to give you the option. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm always with the association. 
Eastern Conference Finals. The Miami Heat got the Boston Celtics fighting in the postgame locker room after the game. That that's where we're at right now. Um, they go up 2-0. <laughs> Boston was up 17 at one point last night. Um pick your poison with the Miami Heat, bro. Yeah, what do you want to do? What how you want it? Well, and you know, with them, man, the thing that's so impressive about Miami to me, and I, I really think it's a credit to Spolstra. Yeah. They know what they want to do. And they don't deviate. They don't panic. Like you said, they don't blink. It's a, we're going to play D. We got guys who literally are just there just to shoot threes. That's what they're going to do. We're going to play tough. We're going to be scrappy. Jimmy can be three for 16, but he's still going to add tremendous value on the court, which is a real underrated aspect of Jimmy Butler. Like he, how many superstars can really go like three for 16 or whatever it is. He won't even go three for 16. He'll go three for 12 because he'll stop shooting but still have a crazy impact on the game. So I think that, you know, when you kind of get that from your from your star player, everybody else just kind of falls in line, man. Just, I'm, I'm very impressed with the way that they do things. It's, it, you know, just watching these games, these 11, 11 playoff games that they've been in, it's just consistent. It's very impressive. This is, you, okay, yes, I agree with everything you're saying. Um, I got, I, let's be transparent. I had Boston last night. I, had, I got Boston in the series. Um, I bet Boston in the series before it started, but charitable organizations are o- open, man. It's easier to donate. <laughs> it's not. First off, the series not over, so I'm a, I'm gonna still try to try to see what we can do. See if we can come back and tie it two two. Um, Good. but these guys are tough. <laughs> like I know we say all the time about people not folding and mental toughness and this, that, and the third, these guys don't blink no matter what the situation is. Um, Every single person on the team is confident. They're like a real team. Jimmy has really brought those guys together. Duncan's not afraid to shoot anything. Doesn't matter. Catch and fire. Tyler hero handles the rock at the end of the game. I mean, they, just, they changed his role on the fly in the middle of the playoffs. No. Spo turned him into a point guard. <laughs> Harrell goes baseline, handles the rock, gets trapped. Not a single panic in his face, bro. Yeah, doesn't doesn't pick up his dribble and get caught in the corner. He goes baseline, comes back baseline, and he's looking. He's coming off, bro. There was a couple possessions where they're running. If you would have told me. Tyler Harrow and Bam Adebayo are running high screen and rolls, and you can't, yeah, hey, you can't stop and, it. And you can't stop it in the Eastern Conference Finals. I would have been like, yo, you don't watch basketball. Please don't even address me about sports at all. And, th- and there was a couple, there was a section of the game last night where Tyler Harrow and Bam Adebayo are running high screen and roll, and it was unstoppable. Boston had no answer for it. They had well, no answer for it. And the thing with Hero is he hasn't been shooting the ball well in this series, right? And Spo is still playing him 40 minutes a night. So you know that, again, he's found something else that he likes. First off, he can play D, obviously. You know, if you're playing 40 minutes a night in the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals, you're playing defense. Um, and he can do a lot of other things other than shoot. So, yeah, I mean, I know we we, we have fun with Hero. We like him. You know, he's, he's our guy and everything right, like that. Right, right, right. Let's not, let's not make it a joke. Man is playing 40 minutes a night in the Eastern Conference Finals and delivering. And Spo is trusting him in major spots with major minutes. Um it, it, it really is remarkable what they're doing and, and they're kind of their approach to everything. I think you brought it, you said it perfectly. Jimmy brings it all together. Like that's a Jimmy Butler team. Absolutely. You know what I mean? He even saw after the game, like he waits for uh, Dragic to finish his press, or his, uh, his interview where they walk off the court together. Um, it's just like, like yeah, it, it sounds like cliche and corny and stuff, but like that's a team. Those guys kick it together. I read this article um, in the undefeated yesterday and it was with Haslam and they were talking about Haslam and, kind of his role on the team. If you ever want to get any insight to the Miami Heat and how they do business, just literally look at Udonis Haslam. If you don't know, he's still in the league. He's year 18 on the Miami Heat. Hasn't played minutes in five years, right? But they keep bringing him back because that's the heart and soul of that team. They pay him a million dollars a year to not play, but to mentor the guys, to be available, to bring that toughness, to be an extension of Riley and Spolster in the locker room. And I was reading this article with him, and they were asking, they were like, yo, you know, he's like, 
I haven't talked to any other players in the bubble that aren't on my team. So I didn't leave my room until my wife got here. That was a week and a half ago. Who said like, that? Haslam said that? Haslam. Haslam. Yeah. He's, like, he's like, we're completely locked in. Just fully locked in. That's what we're right. here. You saw the Jimmy quote a couple weeks ago where he was like, I'm not bringing my family in the bubble. This is a business trip. Right? Yeah. And, I, and I'm not, and not everybody has to have that same approach. I get it if you want your family. But you just see his mentality. You know, he just had a baby. I'm sure his girl called like, hey, man, can I bring little Jimmy? He's like, no. Little- I didn't even get a haircut. You think I got time for this? <laughs> I haven't shaved since June. <laughs> Can I please bring little Jimmy? Hell no. Hell no, 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 no. I got time for this. I got time for that shit. I'll see, I'll see his ass in October. <laughs> we out here trying to get a chip. But like, you, you, that's that's real. Like, it's not for show. Like, I, they're actually that locked in. And you see it. Shit, when the results happen on the court, everybody has that mentality, man. That's a hardworking team. Listen, the, 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 <clears throat> the difference between... I tweeted last night that the Clippers are we thought the Miami the Miami Heat are everything the Clippers were supposed to be. Yeah. And what I meant by that was the mental toughness and them capitalizing and applying pressure on folks with all the talent they have. And being dogs. The Heat of just listen, the Heat just apply pressure. When you listen, as a better that has Boston Every you you know it's an uncomfortable spot when every time you miss a, a, a you miss a possession or don't get a bucket on a possession you're like sweating Trust. because because Miami is gonna come down and put pressure on you. Yeah, they were up 17. I was texting in a group chat. I'm like I'm still like I don't feel like the the Celtics got this shit locked up at all. No. The Heat go uh, uh, go down 17 and don't blink. The Clippers are up ten and blinking, <laughs> blinking crazy. Up ten and folding already. So, like that—that's the difference about them. They should have been capitalizing on their talent. The Heat get every ounce of talent out of all their players at every moment. Every single Out. ounce. Again, your best player is not shooting the ball well. Jimmy Butler is averaging like fourteen in this series. It does not matter. Not doesn't at matter. all. It doesn't matter at all. And they're not even watching that. Like, you're not worried. Spolster's not worried about Jimmy not having a good game. He's not worried about Hero not shooting the ball well. That's fine. We got Goran. We got, and I got to go ahead and say it, man. I, I know he's an avid listener, apparently. We got Jay Crowder. Jay, man, <laughs> you know, I'm here for you anytime you need it. I can, I can give you that inspiration, but Jay. shout out to him. Jay Crowder, you said it yesterday. He's like Reggie Miller. <laughs> And, um, I, and I know he's getting open looks, but he's making motherfuckers pay. Plenty of guys get open looks and cannot knock them Bro, out. he's making motherfuckers pay. Plenty of guys get open looks. And you got Duncan Robinson. That stat they showed on Duncan Robinson last night was crazy. He had 687 field goal attempts in the regular season. 606 of them were three-point shots. Stick to the script. And Don't deviate. Did. Don't deviate. And, That's and, uh, the script. That's what you do. And of, and of the other 80, his foot probably on the line. On the line. Yeah. <laughs> like, he accidentally or, stepped or, on the, or on the or three. He, he got a lucky offensive rebound and got a putback or something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, actually, like he, 98% of his shots are three-pointers. That's what you talk about with sticking to the script. You know, again, D up. Play hard. And Don't worry is, about it. Defense leads to offense. Like, Yeah, and this is uh, and this is Spolstra, too. Duncan Robinson played 32 minutes last night. And the reason he played 32 minutes is because he was hitting everything early. He played the rest of the game. When Duncan Robinson comes out and he misses a bunch of shots early and he's not playing very well, he's on the bench. And here comes Kendrick Nunn. And And here comes someone else. And Spolstra doesn't – he's not married to a rotation. Exactly. Kendrick Nunn played 30 minutes a night for them all regular season, averaged 17, 18 points a game, was second in rookie of the year voting. Played five minutes last night. Played five minutes last night. And you know what? I don't think he says shit. Yeah. Probably happy as shit in the locker room. Like, hey, I'm good. Because that comes from Jimmy Butler. When you have a star, I, I can't, when you have a star who's happy when he has seven, as long as the W's there, I really think Jimmy could go through an entire season averaging six and a half points a game. If they win 60 games, he's going to be happier than, you know, whatever. So, um, yeah, that shit comes from the top down, man. That's the Pat Riley. You saw Riley up in the booth. Yeah, Riley. Look, looking like he hasn't aged a day, looking like money. You want to talk about looking like money? Riley smoking so many cigars. He, hey, can you imagine that night what he does? He'd just be chilling. C- cigar and cafecito, baby. What? Hey, con leche. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, 
exactly. he's, he's chilling, bro. So like, yeah, man, it, it's different over there. And like, it's crazy that he does that in Miami too. It's like, yo, at the end of the day, we're going to put you through this grinder. We have this tough Midwestern vibe, but you can live on South Beach. Yeah, you know, hard day at work. Go home to South Beach. Like that—that's a team to watch. Well, that's the thing. I think, <laughs> well, I, I, and don't get it twisted. If you don't think Jimmy has fun, you're—you got it wrong. But he yeah. just—he just be locked in too. Yeah, so that's yeah. How, and that's how he's got the whole squad. Um, exactly. It's it's, uh, it's 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 very it's very very interesting to see. Let, let me ask you this: If yeah. they get out of this, let's say they—they, they, I mean, yeah, if they win a championship, you might have to, but. Where even just right now, where where are you with Spo? Has he jumped some coaches for you? Spo, or I used to hate on, I used to hate yeah. on Spo. We already knew he was a good coach, right? But I mean, yeah. like, where th- this this last couple of years in Miami here has been very impressive, or last few years, I should yeah. say, he's kept them competitive. They're never a shit team, dude. People were clowning Jimmy for going down there. Yeah, like oh, he's, he he thought he wanted to be a winner. Yeah, like that. People were clowning him for going down there. Um, Spo's one of the top three coaches in the league. I mean, that's simple as that. He's the what he's getting out of these guys and how locked in everybody is and everyone's bought in. And I think Jimmy has helped that tremendously, bro. Jimmy vibes so well with Jay Crowder. That, that Jay Crowder and Jimmy Butler. Well, they play college like, together, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Mar- yeah Marquette guys. Okay. They're like so they're they're like those are they're the homies. And they they got the same rough and no no bullshit. I'm not going for this vibe you know i'm not here to be pretty yeah (laughs) like jimmy doesn't give a fuck and i think and like for example like this is why the the team is so perfect bam can is just athletic and can do whatever he wants um etter when i was out last night we were watching the game was talking about why can't wendell carter jr be bam at a bio and i'm like well i mean bam is so skilled he's not as athletic and he's not as skilled as Bam Adebayo. That's why. (laughs) You might look up in five years and Bam Adebayo is a perennial MVP candidate. Like Bam has a – Bam, yeah. ceiling is crazy. ceiling is crazy on Bam, right? So then you got Bam who can just do it all. But then you got got guys like Duncan Robinson. Tyler Hero doesn't need confidence, right? I don't – or I don't – or – but that's the thing. Or it seems that way to us, right? Like he was always confident, young guy at Kentucky, but he seems almost too confident. It's almost like Crowder and Butler and those guys are letting him know, like, well, no, nah, you got this, bro. Jimmy, Jimmy is like his guy, and Jimmy took him you under the I mean? wing since right. like day one. So I think Jimmy is, and that I, yeah, it's funny you said I've seen some old like Jimmy Butler articles or uh, articles and interviews throughout the year. He's constantly building him up. Any chance he can to, right. he can to say something about Tyler Hero. He does right. that. He knows what he's doing when he's doing that. Right. Build up for this moment. So yeah, yeah. And uh, and for example, a guy like Duncan Robinson, he um, he admitted he had uh, was some mental health stuff. I can't remember the exact thing that he was struggling with, but it was like I can't remember what it was called. But which is like everybody. I mean, let's keep it real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, But he thought he he was saying that he felt like essentially that he was a fraud and that he didn't deserve like even. I can't. The it's called something imposter uh, syndrome. Imposter syndrome. That's what it is. Yeah. He said that he was suffering with imposter syndrome. You know what? Uh, you know what the cure for a basketball player with imposter syndrome that actually has a strap and is one of the best three point shooters in the league? Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy, <laughs> give me a, yo, Jimmy, you, you mean Duncan Robinson, boy? <laughs> you look like Duncan Robinson. Imposter <laughs> syndrome. <laughs> You shooting that thing crazy. What you talking like? Give me find me a guy that can shoot it with imposter syndrome and have him go talk to Jimmy Butler. I guarantee you he comes out, he doesn't have imposter syndrome. Jimmy's like, I was He's one good. for 16 last night. What the fuck you mean? I'm an old imposter. Yeah. yeah. But, and just to close out the heat, and before we move over to talk about the Celtics real quick, uh, a perfect example of everything we've been saying about Jimmy Butler is he impacts the game. He doesn't have to score a bunch. When he's not scoring that well, he moves the ball around. Is if you, were, if you were watching the game in the fourth quarter last night, there was two possessions that changed the game. The turnover in steal, where he's running out of bounds, flips it behind his back, gets it back, lays the ball up. Yeah. Terrible turnover. He caused another turnover, and then he went down and got another jump shot. And it's like, it's four points. It's two buckets. But the timeliness of it yeah. is just like insane. He can feel when Boston gets tight. He goes down, makes a play, and just takes the pressure off. 
And I know we've been all over Jimmy Butler. Let's talk about Goran Dragic. Just a massive shot maker. All net, clock running down, ball on the loose. He gears up, little step back, whap, whap, for the three, for the three on uh, Thice, who plays ridiculous defense on him at the top of the key. Yeah. Absolutely has him locked up. Daniel Thice earned himself some money this postseason. Dude, he's a good ball player. Yes, very good. Yeah, ball player. he's a good ball player. <laughs> yeah. So Dragic has been amazing. Listen. I, I, he's been I, their best I, offensive player all playoffs without question yeah and and i'm gonna say this every time there's only certain guys in the league where they get the ball at the top of the key and it's one-on-one and i'm like this is a basket yeah and he's one of them like every time he got the ball and it was an iso situation last night it was a basket i i, I need marcus smart or jalen brown or someone to pick this guy up like he someone has to stop this guy yeah He's going to the basket on people, and he always gets his shot off. It's just someone needs to step up and start being in this, giving this dude a major problem. Or he's shown you over and over again um, that he's going to make big, big shots. Yep. Let's get to the Celtics. Um, what's going on? What's the problem? Is the are is this argument allegedly that happened not allegedly it's pretty clear that it happened after the game that marcus smart was yelling they were they were arguing in the locker room people were throwing stuff a lot of loud noises coming out of boston's locker room someone said paul george was practicing jump shots (laughs) i saw that i saw that (laughs) it's gonna be a rough it's gonna be a rough summer relentless (laughs) Relentless. give me uh (laughs) give me your thoughts on boston what's the problem um how do you keep giving up these double-digit leads in the second half? Uh, what do you think it is? Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it's as much as it's Boston as it's just Miami. Kind of everything that we just talked about. Just that, that you, you're well, looking at one Kian, team that's keying on that zone too. Yeah. So you're talking about one team that I believe is is mentally tougher than the other, and, the, and that's the Heat over Boston, right? I think Boston's got a lot of young guys. Um, it's been a good story. It's felt good, but these guys aren't necessarily up to that particular pressure right now that Miami is putting on them. As far as the argument in the locker room, look, man, if you lose, if you're, if you're up 18 in a playoff game and you come back and lose, there's going to be an argument in the locker room. Whenever I hear yelling, fighting, all that in the locker room, it's in the heat of the battle. I always take that with a grain of salt. Like even when they asked Kimba about it after the game, he laughed. He's like, I got nothing really to say on that. That shit happens. We know Marcus Smart is a passionate guy. We know that he's a fiery guy. Um, and, you know, he, he's going to give you that emotion and that energy. And obviously, you know, last night it went in the wrong place after the game. But as far as on the court goes, man, I don't – everything that Miami – Miami is so good at switching what they're doing. And I know I was just talking about how consistent they are, but as far as just, like, switching what they're doing to react to what you're doing, same thing that they were doing to uh, Milwaukee last series, Boston just doesn't have an answer. Right. I think Boston starts out these games looking well. You got Tatum doing his thing. You got Brown doing his thing. But when push comes to shove and Miami starts making those adjustments and goes on those runs, they just have no answer for it. And it just starts to look bad. And you literally just watch a team implode right there, right in front of your eyes. So as far as what they can do going forward, man, I I really don't know. I, I don't see a path to victory for this Boston Celtics team. I think this is over in six. I'm going to tell you what they can do. They could go get in the gym and figure out how to break down a a, a a a zone defense because they absolutely panic and start throwing up prayers when when they were in the zone. The, every time they broke down the zone, and me and uh, we were watching it and breaking it down last night. When the ball got in the middle of the floor in the zone, they broke it down. They collapsed the zone. They kicked it out and got good looks. Every time they tried to, every time they didn't get the ball in the middle of the zone, it was a problem. They had no answer for that. This is the second. Toronto was giving them problems with the zone as well. Brad Stevens got to get these guys to figure out the zone. As simple as that. Because that's that was the major, major adjustment. And they had no answer for it at all. And salute to Spo. Because, man, if you would have told me fourth quarter, four minutes left, the NBA team is running a zone defense and it's, working incredibly well i would just 
I wouldn't, I would say, I wouldn't believe you. You know what I'm saying? So, but that's the trust that he has in his guys, right? That's that's crazy trust, like you just said in the fourth quarter, running a zone defense against a team that has shooters. You know, guys that can knock down open shots, guys that should theoretically be able to break down a zone. When you're talking about guys like Tatum, when you're talking about guys like Kimball Walker, um, those guys should be able to break down a zone, but they're not. And hey, <laughs> and if we're gonna, and just to 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 sum it up and wrap it up, when the when it's big time, big spotlight situations, Boston has been small, Miami has been large. Jason Tatum has been small. Jimmy Butler and Dragic have been large. Very. Simple as that. In the third quarter, second quarter, Tatum and those boys are killing them. Fourth quarter, when it's time to close the game out, there's a problem. If you're up 17 points, you are supposed to bury whoever you're playing. Especially in the playoffs, and you're on an even keel with them. You're just as good as the Heat on paper, or you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be burying teams like that. You're not supposed to be giving up leads 16, 17 points in the second half. And are we seeing a like? I I love his passion and his energy and what he brings to the game. Are we are we ODing a little bit on Marcus Smart here? Like, why why in the Eastern Conference Finals do we ever get? Why, no. But let me ask this. No, I don't mean like minutes-wise or anything like that, but why does he have more attempts than touch and Jason Tatum in a playoff game? Because Jason Tatum not demanding a ball and putting them up. That's why. Probably. What What else would it be? Yeah, I, that's just it's just it's just thinking out loud, right? Like when I look at the box score, that's the sum that sticks out to me. Tatum for me needs to be taken over. Um, I think he has all the skills to be a guy that can take over games. I think he shows it when he wants to show it. Um, I just think he's kind of inconsistent, man. And like, I feel like this is kind of his moment. Um, this is hundred percent his moment. It's a hundred percent his moment. There's no and Hayward. Every- there's none of that. Like, it is. It is all you. You're the focal point. You have the game. You have the skill. Um, but you can't like 21 last night, man, and on fucking 13 attempts. Like, come on, bro. 12. Yeah, you got to go down swinging. Yeah. You got. So when you talk about like, yeah, what are they gonna do against the zone? Start shooting threes. Well, this is the thing. Well, this is the thing. Last game, he did that. He shot two threes last night. No, no, but last game, he came down and was just putting up all this. He was playing all this iso ball one-on-one, and it wasn't working either. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if he's just getting a little gun shy or whatever it is, but. Oh, this is not the time. This is the thing, bro. They were playing really well, like they did in game one, and yeah. the fourth quarter showed up, or the third, well, it was the third quarter. They got outscored by 20 points in the third quarter. It was like 30, it was, it was like 47-17 in the third quarter. <clears throat> Still not so, as bad as the Clippers' fourth quarter. Yeah, but still, it was um, man. It's just it's the 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 big leads. Miami doesn't blink, and so do you think that Stevens? So let's say this. So not knowing that, right? You see the zone issues. Yeah. Do you think that he adjusts? If he doesn't make an adjustment, game three, how are you looking at Brad Stevens, knowing that it's coming? I mean, it's obvious that it's coming, right? Yeah, like, right. They, they might, they might fuck around, run this shit the first <laughs> run the whole game. <laughs> Two, three, <laughs> three, three. Just run it the whole game. Flat, flat the floor. <laughs> Straight up, just Syracuse this shit. Yeah. Fuck it, NCAA yeah. tournament. This like the y'all, Bayheim, the Bayheim zone. Yeah, y'all <laughs> yeah. don't have to just beat this, right? Uh, Bayheim would murder people with that zone. Dude, no answer, dog. When you, when no you, answer. It was when you couldn't break it down. It was brutal to watch. Brutal. Like, people would just struggle, bro. And then all those dudes. Got to the NBA couldn't play deep. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, you're gonna. I, I would imagine practice all day today is breaking down two threes. Breaking down zone. I mean, I don't, I don't know what else Shoot it would be. Shoot some damn threes. Get the ball in the middle of the zone where it has to collapse, so you're you're at least getting good looks on the threes. You can't yeah. come down and fire threes. You got to get good looks. No, exactly. Yeah. So. Collapse the zone, get some threes, but Jason Tatum could not have hey, three, and, two three-point attempts. Hey, and I need someone to come see Dragic face-to-face, eye-to-eye, bro. I thought that was your boy, Marcus Smart. Jalen Brown, whoever we got to get on him, bro. I say whoever we because I just got because I got the Celtics to win the series. But You're leveraged. I'm leveraged. Uh, <laughs> somebody needs to, somebody needs to come see Goran Dragic because he is killing everybody on the one-on-one. So if you're supposed to be a big time defender, a la Marcus Smart, go go see go see the dragon at the top of the key 
in the playoffs because he has been unstoppable. We yes, leave sir. it there. Yep. Um, Lakers Nuggets. I guess the biggest thing to talk about with the Lakers Nuggets is are we disrespecting the Nuggets or do they have to show it to us again? Yeah, they got to show me again. I think. <laughs> Talk about being talk, talk about, about being, being talk about being leveraged. I'm, I'm Mr. Purple and Gold right now. But um no, I think that um the one thing that's different with this Lakers squad, first off, LeBron ain't gonna fold like that. Won't happen, not gonna happen, not in his DNA. Yeah, not built that way. It just won't happen. Maybe yeah. 10, 15 years ago, sure. Um, not today, right? Maybe right. when his teammate was fucking his mom, possibly. Not today. <laughs> We're over there. So I'm not worried about that, man. The mental uh, – <laughs> if you had asked me a week ago, I would have said Kawhi wouldn't fall. But, you know, hey, it is what it is. I think the rest of that team was super sus. We've talked about this yeah. already. The rest of that team was just super sus. That's all we'll say in the Clippers. The rest of that squad, from it was super sus. Suspect. Sus. All the way to the coach. Super sus. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't think you're going to see them fall apart. I think the other thing with the Lakers, man, is they're such a, they played such good D in the bubble. Like they've played, their offense has been suspect, but they've played such good D in the bubble. And they've gone up against now what Dame Lillard and the boys, CJ, Russ, James, like they have seen that top echelon of scorer. So now Jamal Murray's coming to town. It's not, it's not going to be anything different. I get it. He's hot. He's on fire right now. He's playing balls out. Talk about confidence. Um, he, he is the embodiment of confidence right now. Um, but I just feel like with the Lakers, man, it's, it's, it's going to be – it's got to be the defense with them. You're not going to try to outscore these boys. You're not going to try to run up and down the court with these guys. They got too much of that going on. Yeah. But if you slow down the game and you put them into a defensive game and you neutralize Joker, man, I think, again, the Clippers double-teaming Joker for four quarters was fucking stupid because Murray was just going off on you and Doc refused to get off that. But – there's a major difference between doing that on uh, Montrez Harrell and Ivanka Zubac and all these guys and AD, right? So he's going to have to see that man next series, and AD is going to make it very, very difficult for him because he's a big man that plays like a guard. and You know, he's got to worry about AD on the defensive end. And obviously, AD's going to cook him up. Um, can Denver win? Yeah, I, I don't want to put anything past this Denver squad. I mean, they had the best record in the Western Conference last year, so it's not like – was it second best or second best? It wasn't um, best, yeah, but I could, yeah, you know what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, it was, I think this there was a two seed. This is a fifty-five. Yeah, this is this is a team that's been on the rise. They got good players. They got an MVP candidate. Um, but I'm not worried, and I don't think it's a matter of not giving the Denver Nuggets respect. It's just we've seen the Lakers d up. Plus, Bron has been sitting at the crib with a yeah, burgundy been, with the- for eight <laughs> days. He's so well rested yeah. in the tub, in the chamber. Body yeah. feels great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I don't think his family's in the bubble, so he's he's super big chilling. Like, yeah. I don't, you know. Yeah. I'm riding with LeBron until I, until I can't. I'm trying to see how many wins they had last year. I think the Nuggets, weren't the Nuggets the one seed in the, in the West? I feel like they were. No, well, yeah, they had a better record than the Warriors last year, didn't they? Or maybe they finished in the two in the now, two seed. So this year it was Lakers, Clippers, Nugs, 46 and 27. Let me see last year. Yeah, I want to say either way, last year they, they they've been a good yeah, team 50, for a while. 54 wins yeah. the year prior with when Golden State had 57 wins. So there's the second. Nuggets were the Nuggets were two. That's when uh that was um that was Braun's first year out. In yeah. LA, when yeah. uh, when he took the rest, of the second half of the year off. Exactly. The Nuggets yeah. had fifth. We're fifty four and twenty eight. So yeah, second half of the year off. I mean, <laughs> that's what happened. Yeah, I'm good. It's, I mean, is that not, he looked at that roster? He's like, is that not what happened? It's like, Luke, he's like, I'm gonna magic. go. I'm gonna go get AD and I'm gonna go get AD and then you guys hey, go ahead and just you guys finish this whole thing out. Yeah, man. Go ahead. I'll see y'all, man. Lonzo, nice first, first, yeah. First year, the Lake uh, LeBron's missed the playoffs, and this I'm like, yeah, I mean, I didn't, I quit the second half of the year, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna make the playoffs. Oh so, yeah, sorry, shut but, down. But I'll be back 
when I go get AD, and then we'll probably <laughs> we'll we'll probably be in the finals. We'll go pick so. up my guy Anthony real quick. Right <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, that year they had fifty four wins. So yeah, the Nuggets. I mean, man, it's so crazy how this shit turns. Mike Malone is a shit coach. He's garbage. They don't listen to him. Blah 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 blah. This is this is against Utah. Nuggets are supposed to be tough. Mike Malone's not making any adjustments. Utah's busting AS. Donovan Mitchell going crazy. Fire Mike Malone. Da, 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 da. They come back and win. Right. They bump into the Clippers. Mike Malone doesn't know what he's doing. Clippers busting AS. They come back and win. Now it's Mike Malone. He's got the he's such a player's coach. He's got to, you know what I mean? Like but we know bad coaching and Mike Malone is not it. Yeah. Um, like Brett Brown, bad coach. It's not Budenholzer. That's Mike Budenholzer. Bad coach. <laughs> I mean, these guys are yeah, bad coaches. They don't yeah, know what they're doing. <laughs> Mike, yeah. Mike Malone is a good coach. He's not. Yeah, he's not he's, those he's, guys. I, I've, sure. I've seen it. It's not him. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's Brett Brown essentially playing Joel Embiid at point guard when he's 7'2". I don't want to talk about it, but yeah. Yeah. That's bad so, coaching. Yeah. So we could, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you some. <laughs> but uh, it's so funny how eerily this seems to like – the game one of the Clippers series. They got their doors blown off coming off a, a tough seven game. Yeah. And, I mean, they got an extra day off, though, which will help them, you know, regroup. Um, If you had to lay the – if you had to take the Lakers minus seven or the Nuggets tonight, which – Yeah, you said my best bets head of the weekend, Lakers Lakers, uh, Lakers laying the seven. Okay, word. Well, we'll, then we'll get to that. We'll talk yeah. about that because I got some questions for you on that then. Okay, so – Lakers, Nugs start tonight. I want to see, hey, man, because the Lakers have dropped a game one. This last series, they locked, they dropped the game one. They came out. They came they out. Dropped, they dropped Portland game one, too. Yeah, yeah, they dropped Portland game one, too. Yeah, so they, you know, they might. It's funny because I don't think that they'll come out lax like that because they just saw what the Nuggets did, right? It's like, let's, let's go ahead and impose our will on these boys early. Hey, and I actually – I saw a tweet that I really liked. I should have I should have pulled it up for everybody to see. And you retweeted it. This I don't know who the person was, but they said it's funny how people are talking about the Lakers having trouble with Jamal Murray and Gary Harris going crazy when they locked, gauntlet <laughs> when they locked up Dame and CJ pretty well, like. Where are y'all getting off? And, and Russ and uh, what's that? Russ and, and West, Russ and, yeah, James. Russ and uh, Russ and James. So it's like four elite level basketball scorers. So what makes you think that Jamal Murray is just going to come in and go crazy on them? Give me your thoughts on that. I thought that was really interesting. That was my whole point. Like, yeah, you know, people are talking Murray, people are talking Jokic, but it's like they just locked down four of the most explosive guards as far as scoring wise in the Western Conference. Right, so it's not like Jamal Murray's going to come to town. They're like, "Oh my God, who's this guy that can do all those things?" All they've been facing is guys who can do all those things. So when you go through a bunch of games versus Dame and CJ, you go through a bunch of games versus Russ and James and everything that uh, that Houston does. You know, what I mean, you're you're ready for this offensive explosion that's going to come with the Nuggets, and you were able to handle Houston's. If you look on paper, I mean, some would say that Houston might be more talented than uh, than Denver. I don't think so. But you kind of catch my drift, right? Like, right. They, they have seen an offensive team already. They saw an offensive team in the first round. So as far as bringing firepower to the table, that's not something the Lakers are going to be unprepared for, right? Bring a defensive battle to the table with them. That might be something that they might want to struggle with, right? But bringing firepower to the table, that, that's what they've had the last two series. So that's just par for the course at this point, especially, again, that seven days on a 36-year-old body means something, right? He's out there chilling. He's recuperating. He's watching all of these games. He's taking his mental notes and he's locked in. Um, now, with that being said, I think Murray's going to have his game. I think he's too confident to not have his game because he's going to keep shooting it. And one of those games, it's going to go in. But I don't, I don't expect him to come out here dropping 40 every single night against the Lakers and making it look easy. I think the key to this series for them is 100% Jokic. Like, yeah. what, what are you able to get out of him? And if I'm the Lakers, my whole thing is pretty much aimed at stopping him and not allowing him to have these 13 assist game where he just sits there and just picks apart the double team. Like if you watch that Clippers, he was just picking them apart, throwing it right over the top. Guys are cutting to the basket. You got a guy like Gary Harris, who's a fantastic cutter, just, you know, getting to the basket, waiting for that ball. 
Um, and Jokic is able to make that right play. At the end of the game, that behind the back that he just fucked around with at the end of the game in the fourth quarter, you remember that? Yeah. Like, yeah, it, it, it's great skill. But again, It's his decision-making. It's his decision-making. So how do you – if you're Vogel and Jay Kidd and, and those guys, how are you going to game plan to throw off his decision-making or not let him just sit there and do whatever he wants to? I think the thing with Jokic, he's so patient. He's so patient. He will let it develop. He's not going to force it. And uh, he's holding the ball all the way up here. So he's just sitting around waiting for everything to develop. You're not going to get it from him. But the difference is you put Anthony Davis on that and you might have an issue. So I think, you know, you put yeah. Davis on Jokic and you figure out something to do with Murray or you just say, hey, we're not going to let Jokic beat us. We'll let Jamal Murray just go off. Right. But not like the Clippers let him do it. You know, um, that's what you got to do. Uh, I'm not as worried about Murray as I am with Jokic because I think that that's such an X factor. Um, of a guy who can control a game like that with this very unique skill set. Yeah, it's uh, I'm excited to see it, man. It's going to be an interesting series, no doubt. Um, just because he's fun to watch. He's just, he's just different. He's a different style of play, different style of game. So I'm excited to see that. I want to see full beast AD, though. Like, this is what I think they need to really unlock. Um, just just let him go just crazy. Let him go crazy. Jokic cannot do anything with him. Yeah, he's not. He can't guard him. You know what I mean. So yeah. I think, yeah, I think you're gonna see some power ball from the Lakers. Um, don't try to finesse these guys. Just bring that power ball. Point forward, Bron. Let's do it all. Point forward, Bron. Yep. Okay, let's switch over to the NFL. Wait, give me your prediction on that series, real oh, quick. Oh, uh, Lakers in six. Nah, Lakers in five. Ooh. Yeah, Lakers in five. No sweat. No sweat. Uh, if it's Lakers in five, I can go ahead and punch my two tickets. They'll lose a game. Um, but I also said Boston in six, so, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, I think AD gives Jokic enough trouble to where he can't, the way that he'll be able to move laterally and contest these awkward jumpers, um, is going to give them a lot of issues yeah. and we all know what Jokic does on the defensive end. So yeah, it should be, it should be quick work, but yeah, six, I'll take Lakers in six. Okay. All right, let's switch over to the NFL. The NFL full go, baby. We got we got we got fans in the stands in Cleveland. I'm I'm just shooting you those those markers for the for the edit. Okay, cool. Word. Um Thursday night football, Joe Burrow, Baker Mayfield last night. Uh, shout out backdoor burrow. Backdoor, baby. You like, <laughs> did you like my gift? I've been waiting, uh, I've been waiting to use that gift. <laughs> it's, the, it's the best backdoor gift out, bro, <laughs> without question. <laughs> um, and if you don't know what we're talking about, the spread last night was five and a half, six, a lot of places, six and a half. And Cleveland was all over him, was up, was covering, gave up a TD, then went back and got another TD to go back and cover. And the back, that was probably one of the widest open back doors I've seen in a minute. Like Burrow trying to get some confidence, complete some passes, and Cleveland can't lose on the TD. So they're just kind of like, okay. end the game. Like, whatever. They can score if they want yeah. to type shit. Yep. Um, and that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> so that back door was open. Burrow lost, but got to cover. Yeah. Um, so he won. Yeah. I want to listen. You want to talk about Burrow first or Mayfield? Call that a Bridgewater win. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Baker. Okay. Yeah. Baker. Um, going into the game was catching a lot of heat. Yeah. I mean, I heard things from if he doesn't play well here, he's done. Case Keenum is going to come in and play, <laughs> like all types of crazy shit. Or if he doesn't have a good game here, we don't know if he's an NFL quarterback and. Um, like all, I mean the 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 crazy overreaction narrative. Yeah, he's not going um, anywhere. He comes out last night and from the jump looks really sharp. Yeah. Um, and he got he, the, his offensive line is solid. Ask yeah. Nick Chubb, ask uh, Kareem Hunt. They'll tell you. Uh, he was getting time and was getting the ball where it needed to be. Um, where are you at with Baker? How did you feel about how he looked last night? Um, because he was getting Odell the ball early. Yeah, came out early. He's Recom such a, recommended. He's <laughs> <laughs> he's a, he's such a confidence guy. 
Um, where are you at with Baker? How'd you feel about how he played last night? And just overall, where you stand with him? I thought he played well, man. I was uh, I was impressed overall with how he played. I thought he came out and and made good throws, played with confidence. Was not all cavalier with the ball like he had like he was last year. Other than that late pick, that late pick was really really late really, pick was really really, really 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 bad in that spot. Yeah, you're, you're up two scores, but there's still enough time um, to where the other team can come back, and you just honestly can't. Can't throw that. And I, I blame that almost on the play calling. I think they should have you heard you heard me all in the group chat. Stop throwing the fucking football. Just yeah. run the ball, run the ball. They can't do anything about your running. So I, I say that to say if this is what their offense is gonna look like, if I'm the Cleveland Browns, if I'm Kevin Stefanski, yo, you got Kareem Hunt and you got Nick Chubb, right? Run the ball. Like you should have a run heavy offense that capitalizes on play action. And then you put Baker Mayfield in those type of situations. You got a deep threat in uh Odell you got a possession guy who catches everything in juice Landry you got two tight ends in Hopper and uh the young guy that had the rookie who looked pretty good um I think you have all the makings of a very good run heavy offense that doesn't put too much on Baker build up his I mean I don't think he lacks confidence but no this is the thing he he doesn't lack confidence but when he comes out and starts well his confidence is beaming exactly out slow his confidence is in the toilet. It's bad. Exactly. So use the run to set up the pass, get him into some easy passes, build up his confidence. Don't make him feel like he needs to go into every game and throw for 400 yards and throw three touchdowns like you did his rookie year. Understand that you got other guys around him. If that line holds up, man, run the ball. I, you know, I, I think that too often these coaches, man, everybody wants to have this pass-happy league. You know, and I get it. Like, it looks great, but, man, your quarterback threw 26 interceptions or it's something a, like that it, last year. You can't it, do that. It depends on your personnel, right? Yeah. Like, if you got Russell Wilson, throw that bitch 100 times. Fling it, because he ain't turned it over. Right, but right. not with Baker. Build him up. He's still a young guy. And, again, you have Chubb and Hunt. By the fourth quarter, Kareem Hunt was so fresh, they couldn't do anything for him. No. Nothing. Hey, I'm gonna, I'll say this. Chubb and Kareem Hunt are the best are the best back combo in the league. Without a doubt. Without question. Chubb I mean, was second in the league in rushing last year, and yeah. Kareem Hunt was was – Led the league in rushing two years ago. Kareem Hunt is a dog, and he had the the off the field stuff happen, but you know he paid his dues, yep. did his did his thing. He's back full go now. He's a problem. Hand the damn ball off with that team. So that yeah. that's how I would answer the Baker question. I thought he played well. If he plays every game like that, if you game plan that way, you'll be just fine. Let him build up his confidence, and eventually he'll have his moments where he's going to have to do it with his arm. But I don't think you should go into any game saying, hey, man, we're going to toss it up and just let Baker do his thing. You've seen now that you have this run offense, and hopefully Stefanski, uh, you know, he figures that out. Yeah, 16 of 23, 219, two touchdowns, and then that late pick for Baker. Easy work. Uh, Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb, 22 carries, 124, two touchdowns. Kareem Hunt, 10 carries, 86 yards. They had had 215 on the ground. Dominating on the ground. Yeah. Seven yards of carry, six yards of carry. You should. I, I still can't believe that six, fourth yeah. quarter pass call to me was so bad because you were literally just dominating on the run, and all you had to do was play ball control. Yeah, um, it was. It was over with. You it left the door open. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yep. Um, let's move over to Joe Burrow. There's guys that there's guys that I watch. And there's because I love quarterback play. I always watch quarterback play. It's the most fascinating stuff to me. And I played quarterback, so I, I like it even more. Um, there's certain guys you watch that just look different than other guys. Joe Burrow, the way the ball comes out of his hand, it's fluid. It's a lot smoother. Let me give you an example. If you're watching last night and you're watching Joe Burrow and Baker Mayfield. When Mayfield throws the ball, it looks like he's try- he's firing it with all his power and might. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's cocking back and ripping. Joe Burrow is balls here, here, release here, and it doesn't look like he's putting a lot of effort into his shit, but it's coming out and it's coming out fluid. Yeah. Um it was a joy to watch. He threw the ball 60. He had 61 attempts last and th- night. 36 last week. I, that's so I, I, I tweeted that out last night. Insane. But he dropped back 75 times. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous, right? It's absurd. So for for him to be out there doing that, and it seems like he's doing it calmly, uh, is very impressive. I love the way the ball is coming out of his hand. He's accurate. Um for his hey, and, and when I say he's accurate. 
it's his second game in the league and it was on national TV and he looked confident and knew where he wanted to go with the rock. Um, if you hear AJ green, talk about burrow the other day too, glowing about him. So it seems like they got one in Cincy. I mean, he'll be fine. Yeah. He'll be fine. I'm not, I'm not worried about Joe Burrow at all. I think, again, I don't, I don't think having him throw the ball 61 times is a recipe for success. Uh, that's definitely the game plan getting away from you. And I mean, he took what, nine? What, sometimes he gets sacked yesterday? Eight? Nine? Uh, three. Oh, was it only three? Yeah. Three oh, he got, hit, he got hit nine times. I'm he sorry. He got hit nine, nine yeah. times. So, I mean, obviously, he's a young guy. He'll bounce back, but you just, you got to be careful putting your quarterback in that position, man. Yeah. And um, I think 70 for, plus dropbacks for a young guy. And that's just 70 plus dropbacks for anybody is right. is just too much. It's just way too much. Yeah. So um, figure out the run game and, and, and do your thing there. But yeah, to your point, man, he looked poised. Same poised. thing you said about him in college last year, right? Like, even when you watched him last year, it's not his physical tools that stand out. Not the biggest arm in the world, not the most physically imposing guy. It was funny last year he tried or last night he tried to run one outside and yeah. he got his welcome to the NFL moment very quick and realizing how fast NFL defensive backs are. Right. Like in college he would have turned that corner and it was a first down. Yeah. In the NFL he turned that corner and there was a safety there. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> no, no. This ain't no, this ain't this ain't this ain't that valley. This, this ain't, ain't that, that. Doc. No, this ain't that. This is not, not South Carolina. Yeah, we all running four fours over here, Doc. That's <laughs> how I feed my family. You're not going all down the corner. Um, but, you know, as far as, like, you know, just the poise and, and, the, and how comfortable he looked back there. And, you know, even in the post game, he, he was answering questions. He seemed confident. You know, everything that Mitch Trubisky isn't, uh, we saw from Joe Burrow yesterday. So, yo, and I, um, hate, I hate to say that, but that was exactly what I was thinking when I was watching him. I'm like, this is everything this guy does, our guy doesn't. I'm no longer apologizing for fucking talking about Mitch Trubisky. I'm yeah. sorry, man. These people out here that are just, you know, like you're a bad person if you talk bad about Mitch. Right, you guys can go kick rocks for all I care. Um, you know, I'm no longer going to do that. But yeah, they got one, man. They definitely got one. Uh, just the coach needs to reevaluate his plan that has him drop back that much. Yeah, and I and I get it. You're down and trying to come back, and you got to throw it. But 61 attempts is a lot. There's a lot of attempts, no doubt. Um, all right, let's get into the rest of the slate. NFL Week Two. The biggest games on the board are Falcons Cowboys. I think that's really interesting. Very. Um, we got Rams Eagles. Eagles are 0 and 1 coming off that. Um, we'll get into that stuff for bet best bets, but. We got Patriots, Seahawks. What are you most looking forward to in week two for the NFL? Um, and what what gets you going about Bears Giants? <laughs> Bears Giants, that's gonna be a fun one. <laughs> um, didn't we play, we play the Giants last year too, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh um, as far as this week, man, a couple things. Um, I wanna see what Tampa Bay does, right? I'm kinda I'm kinda I like, I like I like watching how these things happen, man, because I want to see where it goes. If they go 0-2, man, the, the the folks are going to be out the for blood. Onslaught, the media the onslaught yeah. is going to come. I want to see what Kyler Murray does. That's actually one of my one of my picks for the week. I want to see what Kyler Murray does against, what do we call them now, the Washington football team? Washington Even in my notes, I wrote down skins, so I apologize. Uh, yeah. Washington, Washington Ball Club, excited about that. Um, Deshaun Watson versus Lamar Jackson. Doesn't get better than that. Doesn't get, doesn't get better than that, man. Black quarterback Hall Black, of Famers. Yeah, and then Cam Newton versus Russell Wilson. Sign me up, man. Hey, check, mate. Sign me, Sign up. me up, baby. Well, um, man, so I mean, I'm, I want to see. I'm, go ahead. I wanna, but I'm excited about that Patriots-Seahawks uh, matchup because, number one, um, that's a very tough place to play. I don't know when the last time the Patriots went over to Seattle is. It has to be. I, I can't remember in recent memory. Uh, they played since the Super Bowl. Still, is it still tough with nobody in the building, though? You're still going across the country. You're still doing that whole thing. Yeah, you don't have the 12th man. So, yeah, good point. I don't well, know how uh, they're going to do it. Yeah, that's I a good point. I will say this. You do got to go cross country. And yeah. Russell Wilson in primetime is nobody not, to fuck he, around He's with. not playing around. <laughs> he's, he's not He's not playing around. Didn't Bill Belichick said he's the best. He thinks he's the best player in the NFL the other day. Belichick said that? Belichick said something like, yeah, I think that you called him a player. He's like, there's nothing what this player doesn't do. He's one of the best players in our game. <laughs> um, which, like, from Belichick, yeah. is, is pretty much like a, a hand drop. Uh, yeah. So, that like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> 
Um, that was a phenomenal Belichick impression, by the way. Good shit. Yeah. So, um, man, um, where was I on that? Yeah. So I think, yeah, Russ Wilson, yeah. Russ Wilson versus, uh, versus Cam Newton, man. I think that yeah, we're, we're, we're in for something. So this is my thing on that. And I, I actually was going to talk about this in best best, but we could talk about it now because we're talking about the, the NFL week two preview. I don't think the Patriots don't have any skill players. They just don't have any. Like, I don't know how else. There's no way around it. Julian Edelman's their one. He's a good football player, a great wide receiver. He's not a number one. He's Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton. <laughs> Julian Edelman is Chris Middleton. Like, that's 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 who he is. Um, so they don't have any skill players. I think Nicole Harry's there. I, like they have nobody out on the edge. Sun Devil. Um, yeah, she is a Sun Devil. Harry is. Um, so the whole running the ball with Jamal Adams out there with Cam Newton and uh, who's one of the who's the why am I blanking on his name? The best probably middle linebacker in the league forever on Seattle. Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner's going to be out there running around. So. I think they're going to have to spread it out and go to some skill players and try to throw the ball around. And they're not going to be able – if they're not playing Miami is what I'm saying. At home. Yeah, yeah. So, and I like Seattle in the spot. I think they take care of business in prime time. Um, something about – it's just the the mystique of the Patriots is, is people have a hard time going against them. But I like Seattle. I think that's going to be one of the, the best games of the week. Yeah, I think it'll just be a fun game. I definitely like Seattle, though, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Let's talk about Bears-Giants. How do you feel going into the game? We're at home. Um, the Giants, the Steelers' defense is tough. Our defense is tough when they want to be. Um, how do you see that game playing out? Um, man, young quarterback against, I want to say against the Bears D, but shit, they couldn't even get a pass rush going last week. Right. So I, that, that's what has me nervous, man. I, I, we don't know what Robert we don't, is going to do. Yeah. And I don't, and I don't know where Daniel Jones is overall. Right. Like I think, you know, anytime you're looking at a guy who's only got, you know, 10, 12, 11 starts, he's, he's supposed to get better every game. Is this going to be that game where he just comes out lights out, but you know, right. the bears kind of set up for that because our offense isn't going to put them in that hole early because we just can't score. Right. Um, that would be my biggest concern, right? Like if he's operating from a level of confidence, and he feels like, man, I can go out there and just play carefree because I know that if the ball goes back to the D, the D's going to handle it, then we got an issue. Um, so I think with our quarterback, man, you can never look at a team and be like, oh, that's an easy W, which is a scary place to be in the NFL. Like when we were going through our schedule and I told y'all, man, there's three three games that we have winning. It's because we don't have a quarterback that I think can go into <laughs> places and win ball games. So yeah. for me, man, I think I think the Bears can win this game, but I'm not overly confident. Um, you know, I, I, I would be nervous about Mr. Trubisky. It's nothing that the Giants are going to do. It's what the Bears are going to do and what the Bears can't do, which is generate a pass rush and score on offense. Yeah. Those two things scare me. Saquon had a rough game against the Steelers. He had like 12 yards. Um, our defense is capable of doing that. And if we have to make Daniel Jones throw it all over the place, like, like Pittsburgh did – and essentially what I'm saying is that the Bears need to go watch the Steelers tape and do exactly what they did. If we could get that going and, and stop the run and just try to put tons of pressure on Daniel Jones, we'll be in good shape. And Daniel Jones, if you watch that game on Monday night, for as much pressure as he was getting, he was standing in there. And he was – he was. it's, it's tough to say he, he was playing great because they lost and they got smoked. He turned it over. But – he didn't look shook. No. He wasn't frantic. You know what I'm no. saying? He settled so, into his role. He just, oh, I'm here. This isn't Duke exactly. anymore. I'm here. Like, right. Yeah. Right. So, should be an interesting game. Two young quarterbacks. I can't even call Mitch Young anymore. A guy's been in the league for fucking he's, five he's years. He's not young. Yeah. He's, yeah. That's, that's it. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, Daniel Jones, second year. Be interesting. No doubt. Yeah. I think it'll be an interesting game, man. I don't, you know, whatever. There's other games that I'm more interested in on the slate. Yeah. Let's move. Uh, 
Slow Let's move w. over and close the <laughs> just get the W, man. Yeah. We're gonna be few and far between this year. So get we go the to W, two, man. We go to two and oh, uh perhaps five and eleven is a possibility. Let's move over to best bets of the weekend. Doesn't have to be NFL. Doesn't have to be NBA. It could be whatever you want. Give me your first best bet of the weekend before we get out of here. Cardinals at home laying six and a half versus uh the Washington football franchise love it um i'm big on the cardinals man i'm big on the cardinals at home i've always been a cardinals better i think you know this like for years i have rode the the street i just feel like if there's a team that you can go back through that's constantly getting favorable lines it's the cardinals uh big believer in kyler murray not a big believer in dwayne haskins going across country or whatever washington has going on i just don't think that that team has the talent to compete yet whereas you look at the others you think Washington's more of that team that was down 17-0 than the team that went, went that put up 27 unanswered. Yeah, the Eagles are very sus. Eagles yeah. have always been sus. I, 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 I Don't get me started on Carson Wentz. Um, so, yeah, I think that that's a better club. I think that Arizona's a team that's on the rise. I think that Murray and D-Hop combination is beautiful. Um, and, yeah, I think they're going to give them a lot of problems. Washington will not travel well. Okay. My best bet of the weekend is the Seattle Seahawks at home against the Patriots. Currently minus three and a half. I'm going to buy the point to three and take Seattle minus three at home. I think they take care of business. I'm worried about Cam's skill position. I'm worried about Cam having to run the ball too much. And I think the Seattle Seahawks have the personnel and – are used to dealing with guys like Kaepernick and people that are mobile and can move around. Bobby Wagner is going to know what to do. The Seahawks are used to dealing with Kaepernick, who hasn't played in the league. Well, well, uh, yeah, I guess that's <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a I take that's a bad take, but they um, but like Bobby Wagner and those guys sure. are athletic enough. Jamal Adams and those guys are athletic enough and can move around enough to. Uh, to deal with the running quarterback, neutralize that, and make Cam throw the ball to guys that aren't elite skill players and won't be enough to deal with with uh, New England, uh, to deal with Russell Wilson going out there and getting putting points on the board. No Patrick Chung, a lot of missing guys for New England. I like Seattle at home. I'm going to buy the half to minus three. Yeah, I like that too. I actually uh, on FanDuel was at four, and I liked it at four, so I, I like yeah. it. I like it over. If it was at five, I'd like it. Yeah, um, so. I don't, yeah, I'm worried about the Patriots. If you can't go over there and be like, "Yeah, we're just going to run Cam Newton all over the place," that's not that's not going to work. Eventually, you're going to have to put the ball in the air. To your and I, they don't have the skill position guys to do it. They don't. But have Cam it. has been winning with shitty skill position guys his entire career. So earlier, forever. Yeah, uh, the moment, we got McCaffrey the last two years. He's hurt, but yeah. Shout out yeah. Steve Smith. You see Steve yeah. Smith last night looking like odd job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the <laughs> yeah. By yeah. the way, so. yeah, you see Michael Irvin with the breadcrumb on his lip? Uh uh-uh, uh, I didn't catch oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was he did like a whole segment with a breadcrumb on his lip. And so he's getting clowned on Twitter. So when they went to his next segment, he started laughing. And she's like, Why are you laughing? He's like, Oh, man, y'all didn't tell me about this breadcrumb. <laughs> like, he was reading his Twitter replies while he was yeah, on there. Yeah, they were clowning Shout out to Playmaker. That might be one of the best nicknames ever. I was thinking that last night. The Playmaker. Shout out to Michael Irvin. Is that what they called him? What? I never the playmaker. That you was didn't know that Michael Irvin was called the playmaker. Never heard that. In my life. Oh my god, that's his nickname. The Michael playmaker? Irvin was called the playmaker, bro. Dog, I guarantee you, you go out and ask 10, 10 people right now who's the playmaker. Nine are not going to say Michael Irvin. Bro, I, I never, did, I ain't never heard that in my life. Never heard that Michael the Irvin playmaker. was called the playmaker. You said that shit like it was prime time. If I go ask ten people who's prime time. Hey, if I <laughs> hey, if I go ask, hey, if I go ask ten people who's prime time, nine out of them are, nine out of ten are gonna say, oh, that's Deion Sanders. Michael Irvin. If I go been, ask, if he's I go always ask, been called the playmaker since we were kids. If I go ask ten people who's the playmaker, I guarantee you, no, nobody say Michael Irvin. You was just watching I, all that baseball. I could, no, I right? could, right? <laughs> I could promise you, the playmaker. Okay, so I started watching the league till like eight thirty. Man, we're talking about Michael Irvin's been the called the playmaker. playmaker. They even called the playmaker when they Mariucci always calls him the playmaker. Yeah, I never heard that, bro. I missed that. I'm tweaking, playmaker. I guess. <laughs> put, it to, put it to the group chat. Um. 
Also, give me Celtics minus three. I'm gonna keep going to the well today. Get a win. Man, you're gonna you're gonna burn all gonna, of your cash on the Celtics, man. It's gonna it's gonna have to be the they they are not gonna get swept. So I'm gonna go ahead and take the Celtics. Let me lay the seven with the Lakers. The Lakers are really gonna come out and smack them around tonight. Um, yeah, I'll lay the seven with the Lakers. Fair enough. And the under. And the under. Mm-hmm. What is it? Two eleven. Two eleven. Okay. To recap. Quick Scott, the Cardinals minus you said six and a half? Yep. Minus six and a half at home. He likes the Lakers minus seven and under two eleven. And I like the Seahawks minus three by the half. And give me the Celtics minus three. Let's get it. Somebody, somebody cash me out. Cash me out for the ticket. Cash me out. <laughs> cash me out. For Big Nick the Quick, that's no catch up for September 18th. I am your host, Sean Little, Big Nick the Quick. Make sure you follow us. YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, we're live on there. Check in with us. No catch up. Sports Talk via Chicago. Let's get it.